Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Julie Walker, welcome to the Grit and Gravitas podcast studio. This is a this is going to be an incredible episode because we're never going to narrow it down to thirty minutes. She we have to get close to that though. Julie is a force to be reckoned Toward with, force. and you two don't know each other. No, so it is Heart Month, so there's really no better person uh, to be sitting in your chair this month uh, with us. But my maiden name was Hartman. I just want to say for the record. <laughs> and your wow. son's name is Walker. Yes. So yes. <laughs> my son's Walker. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. Um, Julie, you, I know you're feeling a tinge under the weather today, but you are no stranger to public speaking, to uh, what, NFL coaches, arenas, stadiums. Wow. So out of a very tragic situation with your family, you uh, took a message out of the ashes and have really saved lives from what happened to your family. Can you give us the, you know, the shorter version of Peyton and her story and what you've done with Peyton Walker Foundation? Well, thank you. First, it's great to be here among yes. you amazing ladies. Um, and I'm here not by decision, but right, I know. by default. And um, things happen in our lives that give us... A choice to make right and so we were forced into that decision in november of 2013 we got the phone call that you don't know my story and so oh i do you do oh, okay for sure well we got the phone call that every parent dreads um the the president of king's college called to tell us that our daughter had just been taken by ambulance to the hospital and, you know, of course, our initial thought is, oh, gosh, what so was she, she drinking? So she was 18? She was 19. 19. Sophomore at King's College. Um, so, of course, your initial thought, was she out drinking last night? Was she partying? What the heck is going on? So we started to get dressed to get ready to head to Wilkes-Barre and got another phone call from the ER saying that our daughter had just been brought in in full cardiac arrest. I, I didn't even know what that meant. What does that mean? She's 19. Right. right How right. does this even happen? So we, and the nurse said, please get here as quickly and as safely as you can. Now, how do were you... Were you in the car? No, no. We were still uh, still trying to get dressed, get ready. I mean, I left the house, didn't even realize I left without a coat. I didn't have shoes on my feet. Uh, you don't know, I mean, no. you don't know how you're to react to the situation. Yes. You, yes. You're in a complete panic mode. And it's that drive where you don't want to get there, but you want to get right, there. Right, because, but right. anyway, it's awful. We got there. I saw two priests as we pulled into the into the mm. parking lot. Saw two priests waiting in the um, emergency room, and mm. and I knew immediately. And then I sat in the car and thought, How do I open up this car door and go face hell on earth? How how do I do this? And I think that was the beginning of how do you turn this into something yeah. positive? So we lost Peyton. I never got to say goodbye to her, um, and. The nurse, when we left, handed us a bag of Peyton's clothing, which sat on my living room floor for five weeks. And mm -hmm. then finally, I just 
for whatever reason, curiosity, or I'd wanted to smell my daughter or whatever, I, I opened the bag of clothes and pulled out the shirt she'd been wearing that day. And every hair in my body stood on end because on the shirt, it was a long sleeve red t-shirt and emblazoned in white letters, it said, what we do for ourselves dies with us. Mm. What we do for others in the world remains and is immortal. Oh my wow. God. And I was like, wow, okay. Peyton was famous for having the last word and my God, she had the last word. Mm. So I thought, okay, we're supposed to do something with this. The fact that she's wearing that t-shirt on her last day on earth, mm. it mm. was a message to us. So we lost Peyton to sudden cardiac arrest. We come at this a little differently. We actually knew Peyton had a heart issue. I have a genetic heart issue. My dad had a heart transplant. So we know there's a heart issue in the yeah. family. Peyton was under the care of a cardiologist, was on medication, had restrictions on her activities. Never expected this to be the outcome. Um, so we thought, well, what do we do moving forward? So we started the Peyton Walker Foundation. And really the goal is to simply raise awareness of Educate, sudden cardiac yeah. arrest. How do we do that? And, and how do we improve outcomes? And that has been our mission since 2014. We lost Peyton in November 2013. And I wasted no time because like, I just feel this incredible sense of almost panic urgency. Yeah, yeah like I've got we've what do we do to save another parent from getting this phone call? So that's that's where we started. And it's unbelievable where we've gotten to today mm -hmm. listen i've made it up as i've gone along i have well, no I clue say, what i'm doing you just started a business is what you did in amongst you have two other children and right you have a husband and you you have another business uh, had a business yeah and so you start from this tragedy not only emotionally i can't imagine uh how you got back up you know on the next morning and just even you know tried to make sense of the day but if you wasted no time in starting Peyton Walker Foundation and you have the AED, I, can I be honest, that's the first time I really thought twice about an AED was when I met you a couple years ago uh, at the West Shore Plaza mm -hmm. and you were going to put the defibrillator in there. And that's when I learned it was from your awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we just don't think about that. I thought, okay, AEDs are maybe in hospitals. And I, everywhere I go now, I'm looking for them. Well, right. So that's one of our main focus areas is getting defibrillators out into the public. We know there's a thousand cardiac arrests every day in the United States. Wow. And less than 10% of people survive. So we're losing hundreds and hundreds of people every day. And so many of them could be saved with a defibrillator if it was publicly accessible. So today I brought with me an AED, th this was a life-changing one for me. I mean, we've donated over 500 AEDs in the last couple of years. And that's also part of Peyton's mission is yes. that, you know, not only education and awareness, but you actually do uh, work with organizations or businesses to donate. Absolutely. So we're, we've, we've gotten them all over, nonprofits, schools, youth athletic leagues, youth groups, um, everywhere. But one of the AEDs we donated in 2017 was used last February to save a 10-year-old little girl. And I, I brought okay, it I here. I just got chills. I know. That. And I brought it here today because if you hold this device, it's unbelievable the power that comes from that, knowing that a little girl's life mm. was attached to this and it saved her. And it saved her family from living with the heartache that I will live with until no, I, I take my imagine. last breath. <laughs> and, and so... If I don't do one more thing in my life, that is enough. No. And, uh. and, 
as I said, I was also running a, another business, a very successful business. And when I got the phone call last February about this, this save of this 10-year-old little girl, I thought, what am I doing running this other business? My gosh, with 5% of my attention, we're saving a life. Like, yeah, imagine yeah. if it got all of my attention. So I've decided to shut down my business. Did you? I'm going, I've got one more meeting to go. And I'm going all in for the foundation because there's other lives out there. There's other families that don't even know yet that we're going to save someone in their family. There's so much to do. Well, your little league, who, what was that? There was someone at the little league that was saved, but was it a parent or grandparent? It was. And that was a crazy story. Uh, Sue Bruce, who's a volunteer for Dillsburg Little League, woke up one morning on a mission. She's like, I need to get AEDs on all of our baseball fields. So she reached out to us. We donated donated an AED to her. She went to other businesses, got financial contributions, bought AEDs for the other fields. On opening day, one of the AEDs she placed was used to save somebody. On like, opening day. Unbelievable. And then two months later, on a Saturday night, my phone rings. She said, Julie, you're not going to believe this. We just used your AED to save a, a mom of a baseball player. He had just hit a home run. Um, she stood up to congratulate him, fell over in cardiac arrest. I mean, when you have cardiac arrest, you're dead. You're already dead. But it, thank God the AED was there and saved her. So in one season, two lives were saved oh because word. this woman woke up on a mission and decided, I have to get AEDs out there. So we know how successful they are. You know, we just two things we need to get people comfortable using AEDs and we need to get people trained in how to use CPR. So that's really a huge push this year. Um, moving forward is, is really getting community members to respond. Well, I've been with you and used them and I was pleasantly surprised. It, it looks foreboding, you know, when you think, I don't know if I could ever open this up or use this, but it is self-explanatory, you know, take the person's shirt, feel for the heartbeat, do, you know, do with the paddles. So I do feel a little more comfortable. How does someone <clears throat> go about you know, being on our own mission to install it on our children's or grandchildren's sports team. What what is the path? Do we go to PeytonWalker.org? How do we how do we do that? Couple couple different things. Um, an AED, like you said, once you start it, it tells you exactly yes. what to do. It talks you very slowly and calmly through the process of how to rescue someone. But let's back up a little bit before we get into that. Starting CPR is critical. And sadly, we know women are less likely to receive CPR than men. And it's the booby factor. Mm. Everyone is afraid to, you know, take off a woman's shirt and reveal her chest, her breasts. Ugh. Like, but, the, but we have, it is so sad. We yeah. have to move past that because women are dying at a much higher rate than men when they could be saved. Yeah. So listen, if you find somebody unresponsive, assume they're dead with cardiac arrest, you've got to get chest compression started, you've got to get an AED on them. It doesn't matter if they're man or woman for take gender right. out of the picture right. and just get to work right. and try to save their life. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to talk about that. Because during heart month, we really want to help get people comfortable with that. So as far as getting access to AEDs, we have different options available through Peyton Walker Foundation. We're running the four minute city in Cumberland County where we're putting 300 AEDs, where we're giving 300 AEDs out to community members, first responders, fire police, any, anybody that wants an AED. 
and they're all connected to the 911 center. This is really cool. This is a That's new project. Cool. We're the third city in the country to be rolling this program out. Oh my out. word. I know. And when, oh my you know, word. you think about it, when oh. is Pennsylvania ever, 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 ever on ever, the cutting edge, on the right? cutting edge yes. of anything? Yes. And and that's Amen. one that is one thing I'm really proud of because our relentless work has honestly put Pennsylvania on the map as a leader in sudden cardiac arrest prevention, right. awareness, and survival Did rates. you have to like work with on, lobbyists on that? On the, How did you get map? that messaging across? Because I don't take no for an answer. Well, there she is. You're the perfect grit and gravitas so, posse. Yeah, yeah, there, we talked there. about yeah. the, the guests, yeah. Julie, and, and this is obviously extraordinary. I'm riveted, but it's um, the ant and the rubber tree plant. So many of our women have overcome so many things because they didn't take no for yeah. an answer. Yeah. Right. I, I can't and I won't. There's 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 too much at stake here. And also I'm not smart enough to know where I'm navigating myself into. Like I'm not politically savvy. I step on landmines. I don't care. I don't and you well, know no one's going to mess with you. No, listen, there's, I've earned my stripes. Yes, I, I am who is going to mess with a mother, a grieving mother? Nobody, nobody. And so, you know, I, I've got work to do. I, I was given this mission. I say all the time, God chose our family for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I feel, an, I feel an enormous amount of pressure to get this done um, and a responsibility. But I, we were chosen. And so, I, by God, I'm going to get this work done. But real quick, back to how to get an AED, a couple options. You can apply through the Peyton Walker Foundation. We donate them all the time. And also we have great discounts set up with some of our distributors that you pricing you're not going to find anywhere right. else. So you jump okay. out to the Peyton Walker website, PeytonWalker.org. Look at the pricing. It's incredible. You're not going to find it anywhere else. So get an AED. Anywhere kids play or practice sports, anywhere kids convene, you've got to have an AED, period. And what's our time frame? I know... Um, like at Cornerstone Coffee House, we just had Sue Pear on, and it's the first like outside community AED. What is the time frame that we have? Do we have a minute? Do we have two minutes till from incident to getting the AED? Well, we say every minute that passes when someone's in cardiac arrest, their chance of survival decreases by 10%. So one minute now they're down to 90% chance. Two minutes, now they're down to 80%. So every minute is a 10% right. loss in survival. Ideally, we want to have AEDs within a three-minute round trip right. um, of where the, the cardiac arrest is happening. That's, that's hard to, to yeah. accomplish. That's really difficult. But especially with this four-minute city we're trying to create in Cumberland County, and it's so interesting because we're watching all the data. Like, I get an alert when a cardiac arrest comes into the 911 center. It's insane because I get the address. I know where it's at, and I'm sitting here watching the map. Like I and know, you we can had one, tell where one is. Yeah, we had one in Shippensburg That's yesterday. That's high stress. It is. I had one in Shippensburg yesterday. I got the alert, and... Um, there was an AED within a mile, so that AED was, there was actually two AEDs that were alerted, but apparently those people were both working. They weren't at home with their AEDs, so we can see it. It's working. Oh, wow. We're just waiting for the save to take place. We know it's coming, but we want to make sure we've got AEDs everywhere in the community. We encourage businesses to get AEDs, make them publicly accessible. Churches. Churches, yeah. um, and any community, any place people gather, like every field should be equipped with right. an AED, and you know, Think of all the little league 
Well, no, I'm already Everywhere. thinking now Everywhere. for all the grandkids sporting events. I got absolutely I'm checking around to see where AEDs are now. Yeah. Just so I understand. So Demar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, Ian mentioned you've spoken, you know, to NFL, yep. to NFL teams. Was that, was Demar Hamlin on the field this issue or was that something different because he did have to have immediate CPR and everything you're describing to literally save his life on the field? Yeah. So Demar Hamlin was the best thing that ever happened to our mission, honestly, because the entire world watched what happened, regardless if you were a football fan or not. And what was a little bit different about Demar Hamlin's, he had what's called commodio cortis. His chest was struck at just the right time and the right place or the wrong beats. Yes. Or the wrong time and the right, the wrong place. Um, and caused his heart to go into cardiac arrest. So all our heart is controlled by an electrical pathway. So his was disrupted and it caused cardiac arrest, but that also happens in other sports lacrosse. Mm -hmm. I know a mom in a family who lost their son, um, up in New York, he got hit by a lacrosse ball or lacrosse stick right in the in the chest, caused commodial cortis. He dropped over and died. There was not an AED available. Um, so it depends. There, there are different kinds of cardiac arrests. Cardiac arrest happens to athletes and non-athletes. In fact, I just came from a conference and got uh, some insight to some new data. It was so interesting. It's four to five times more likely to happen in a non-athlete than an athlete. Oh, wow. And we, we are so hyper-focused on athletes. Yes, this is only are. happening to athletes. But the reason that is, is because those are the sensational stories that are making it's the media. Yeah, it's right. high profile. Right. Exactly. Right. So, but we know there's a lot of kids thousands of kids that go to bed at night, don't wake up in the morning. Mm. They'll have a cardiac arrest in their sleep. You know, we talk about this, the numbers are deceiving. There's really not a good track of the uh, record keeping of the numbers. But there's an estimate that 20 to 30 kids a day are dying from cardiac arrest. And that's like a small bus. Yeah, every day. Now Mm. imagine, imagine if 20 to 30 kids a day were being shot. Yeah. Well, my word. And how that we would, that would be all over the media. Yeah. But this awful thing with cardiac arrest is not getting reported. It's, it's like this hidden health crisis. Right. That we're overlooking. And and we're all of us are who are in this space because we've lost children to cardiac arrest. We're screaming like somebody please pay attention to this. So, I mean, the numbers are staggering. We've got to do better. We've got to learn CPR. We've got to make sure AEDs are accessible. Yeah. Even getting them in the homes and neighborhoods, you know, wouldn't that be great if every neighborhood center, like, you know, think of like a centralized home in, in one neighborhood had an AED and it was accessible. We could really change the outcomes of, survive, of sudden cardiac arrest. And so it was the first responders, right, on the Buffalo Bills staff, and it was CPR and AEDs precisely to what you're explaining. Exactly. I mean, he could his, not have had a more ideal yes, situation. Exactly. It was perfect. But but to your point, his heart had stopped. Oh, he was dead. He was dead he was on the absolutely field. Absolutely dead. But he was dead before he hit the, the turf. He was dead. And thank God they recognized very quickly that it was cardiac arrest. And I think that's a big problem too, is, is understanding. A lot of people think someone's having a seizure when truly it's a cardiac arrest. Right. And it is a little deceiving. We, we have a great training video. Actually, I'm going to be up in State College next week with all of the um, high school football coaches and um, 
teaching them like this is what cardiac arrest looks like helping them to recognize right. it because that's so they don't so misdiagnose right. it and don't pull the AED right out. so they don't stand back and yeah. let the kid have a seizure yeah when truly it's a cardiac arrest and that's what happens too or people will they see a kid go down and they're like well let's we're gonna like wait we're gonna step back and wait for EMS to arrive you can't like we were saying yeah. every right. night counts you that's can't exactly right you can't you can't wait um so we have a lot of education to do and, and I think thankfully social media can be helpful in that regard because there's such a great way to get the message out right. and show here's a photo here's a video oh. this is what it looks like um but we, we we need a lot of help to get the message i had out. to learn cpr to be a lifeguard to get lifeguard certification right and even then it was just whoa you know just just to be able to to look at someone and start to perform that i mean I think it's it can be overwhelming. Well, it can and you're be. trying to bring down that overwhelming right. part. Right. We want people to be comfortable right. with it. Number one. Number two. CPR has changed a lot over the last decade. We're not giving so breaths we need anymore. To, yeah, we need to recertify. Absolutely. Ourselves. And you Refresh don't even. Ourselves. Well, you don't. Here's the thing, too. You don't have to be certified. Listen, yeah. if somebody is dead on the floor in cardiac arrest, they're not going to care if you have a card, card right, or not. Right. They're all just help them. Yeah. Like, do something. So do start do. Uh, chest compressions but we we do talk about that and a lot of people are afraid well i don't want to do breaths well guess what you don't have to anymore if it's a child you may want to do breaths if it's a drowning victim you may want to do breaths but generally we we don't teach breathing so you don't have to put your mouth on a complete stranger we're always concerned about fentanyl or you don't know where this person's been or why they're in a cardiac arrest so that hopefully helps people get over the hump and willing to help um save save somebody but we're always out in the community doing CPR demos. We're at the Giant Center for District 3 basketball playoffs yeah. this month. Um, we just want to teach everybody. Give us five or ten minutes. We'll teach you how to save a life. You don't have to go to a certification class. But if you want a certification or if you need one, like to your point, if right. you're a lifeguard, you right. need certification. You absolutely do. We right. offer it at a very affordable, I think $25 is what we're charging now, which is well under what right. all the other organizations are, are charging my goal, listen, I'm not in it to make money. I just want to make a difference. You're going to um, make it accessible. Which, which is the worst nonprofit, you know, <laughs> mindset to have ever. Like like I said, I'm making this up as I'm going along. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, but now I need to raise money to pay payroll. Yeah. Um, so I'm figuring it out as we go along. But yeah, I just want everyone to get on board. Learn CPR. Go out to our website. We have a video that shows you how to do CPR. It, that but doesn't you have cost a real, anything. So I think what an easy response, uh, largely business men and women are listening to our podcast and a lot of younger uh, women, especially, but I know that you're doing something cool at Cornerstone. So this is an idea for other businesses to do or to send their employees to attend. So tell us what you're doing about that. We're mixing two of our favorites, coffee and like almost a mini course in how to use the AED, right? Absolutely. And we love when businesses get involved and and we, we encourage businesses, listen, make sure your employees are trained. Give them an opportunity to come out, right. learn CPR training, or bring us in. We'll do a quick demo. Again, it doesn't have to be full certification that you don't need your card to help save a life. So anything you can do to partner with us, bring us out. We'll do demonstrations for you. Make sure you've got an AED at your facility. Right. That's the right. thing, too. Like, I want one of, one of the biggest things I've said since day one of starting the foundation, I don't want you to write a check and pat yourself on the back. No, this is about, I want you to embrace my mission and I want you to make a difference um, because it's not just about the money. It is about moving our mission forward. So what can you do 
to make a difference. So we love to partner with businesses, like you had mentioned, Cornerstone Coffee House. Um, we're going to go in, do community demos there. People can stop by, have a cup of coffee, learn CPR, um, pick up some snacks. And again, just get basic information that they can then take home and share with the rest of their family members or share with their coworkers. I think education is going to be the key to helping to save lives moving oh, forward. Totally, totally. We have to move the needle. If survival rates are less than 10% for decades in the running, what are we doing wrong or yeah. what aren't we doing correctly? There's We're really getting, no excuse. And there I think isn't. When you go to the business... Um, or to, and we'd love to hear if any of the listeners have, are actually going to do this and, and go to PeytonWalker.org. I know that once you unzip that, you get familiar. There is a sense of, okay, I, I probably could do this. In a panic, I, I think people are going to say, I don't even know how to start this thing. I don't know, you know. But once you run through it or you see someone run through it, you're like, okay, well, I'm a little more emergency preparedness is key. I'm a little more prepared to do this. Right. And I think you need to practice this scenario in your head over and over again, like, am I ready to face an emergency and get yourself comfortable with that? And it's so interesting, because this back to this four minute city initiative, when we get a text alert, or when our AED alerts and says there are cardiac, there's a cardiac arrest nearby, it is that moment of, oh, my God, am I ready to walk in to take this AED and walk into a stranger's house and start CPR and get an AED and face a situation that I'm not necessarily comfortable with or trained to do. It it is scary. It's overwhelming. But I think the only way to make yourself comfortable is to run that scenario in your head. Watch a training video. Here's how to do CPR. Watch a video. Here's how to use an AED and really mentally prepare yourself for it. Um, Thankfully, you know, our first responders, they're accustomed to this. This is their everyday life. They know what to do. But as lay people, we've got to prepare ourselves mentally and get ready to it's I think it's our job to help our community members and save a life to to, to try to normalize it as much as you possibly can for something that may or may not happen. But it it absolutely I think is even you know if you have elderly crucial. parents and stuff I mean this this serves many different uses you know, absolutely you, you want to be like I said I was at um F&M Trust not all that long ago and I noticed that they had these in their headquarters and they did a whole initiative where they put them in every bank branch and imagine we've gone in and done training at different banks and what's really cool is we get a phone call like hey somebody who attended your training saved somebody wow um you know oh, wasn't my word. at work but it was in their personal life oh, and my word. for us to get those phone calls we're like this is why we do this no. like you don't realize the ripple effect yep. of yep. giving people this gift of teaching them cpr yeah um who it may save or where the save may take place so again i i really feel like businesses should take the lead take the responsibility and the ownership of getting aeds in your building and making sure your employees are trained in CPR. What an incredible mission. We're absolutely going to do that. Oh, we're absolutely good. Gonna yes. Do good, good, no good, yep. good. Yep. No there doubt. we go. There we Annie go. We got one. It off. Yeah. <laughs> we got one. Actually, I don't have the one in here either. So I need to do that. Well, we're going to gift you one too. Well, you know, because here's another thing. A lot of people walk by my office, mm-hmm. an awful lot of people. So it's not just the confines of your office. Right. I mean, we're across the street. I, I know there's one or two at Neighbors of Smith across the street, but just having and, joggers, walkers. And, and here's the thing, one AED, but if, if, you know, 50, 60, 70 people learn 
that. Oh my golly. You're giving them skills and that again, the ripple effect. Fact, like, yes. you know, I live close to Hershey. People live in York. People, live, you know. Right. Um, so 100%. So we're excited, yeah. uh, Julie. Not, I mean, uh, at what you've done, which like I said, you've built what a, a, a national I mean, platform uh, in a business where it's, it's out of the ashes. And so, you know, I just, I can't imagine what it took emotionally for you and you're retelling the story every time you talk, mm -hmm. but I think it's the most powerful story that we've heard. Like now, now we have to do something. We're going to do more than talk about it. And, uh, we're going to, you know, make a difference uh, where we can too. So people can go to PeytonWalker.org and learn how to uh, waste no time in learning how mm -hmm. to, uh, learn how to do CPR from you, partner with you, or, Annie, great idea, gift an AED or your services to somebody. Well, I'm gifting one to Dieter Gallagher Group. <laughs> and Universal's <laughs> going to buy one. And our employees are absolutely going to have... Um, Training, CPR. Yes. Yes. It's got to start you. somewhere. And well, thank, thank you for this. And again... Um, unimaginable to me no that's what with, i say don't with, try with a 19 year old yeah don't try to imagine because right. you can't understand the levels right. of hell that it is i yeah. couldn't i couldn't um, even begin to yeah but to, i couldn't have done nothing i mean peyton still is always on my shoulder right here and i can't imagine if i had done nothing mm -hmm. i would have no peace ever um so I'm just i'm incredibly proud of the legacy we have built in her name um but it has been mm. Without a doubt, it takes a village, honestly. Sheer and will. It, it, Sheer it's, will. It's relentlessness, but it's also just the community coming together. And I am overwhelmed every day by the support and the yes. Yes, we'll do that. Sure. All we did, that's the biggest lesson. You All have, you have to, to do is ask. Off the ask. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. If you just ask, right. I, I right. can't believe what keeps falling. It, it's unbelievable what falls on our path every single day that's the business fight every single day ask. And so, I, i'm overwhelmed by you it's it's oh, well, thank you. we're well. going to be praying for extraordinary success in your full-time venture now yeah right. as you take this just to a, a whole new level uh you know i've got a couple wrestling matches this weekend so i'm just going to be looking all around like do we have uh and a basketball game do we do we have aeds so um can't i can't even thank you that seems so insufficient you know, just for sharing this mm -hmm. today, for, for impacting me, which now I will, I will go out and, and be an evangelist. And it's just not mm -hmm. anything I knew. Right. 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 And so I would absolutely be the person that would want to be prepared for that. For sure. Right? Yeah. In the worst case scenario. So thank you. Well, I'm All glad right. you heard the message. Thank yeah. you. Deepest thank gratitude, you. Julie, for everything you're doing uh, in our community and beyond. So, um, it, it, it seems disingenuous to say, have a high gear day, <laughs> have a heart healthy day <clears throat> and look, everyone is listening, look around to see where AEDs are and, and uh, reach out to Julie, PeytonWalker.org. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you. The beat goes on. Yes. Oh, that's good. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.